be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses, eight, uh, verses 18 through 20. Reading from the New King James Version. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I appreciate so much Daniel's prayer and the way that it was worded and how eloquently he did that. And he led us uh, very well, our minds and our hearts. And I appreciate what he said, appreciated what he said about our commitment. And um, and y'all are to be commended for your commitment. And it is very much appreciative, appreciated uh, us coming together again uh, to worship God, to share God's word, to pray together, to sing together, and then later on to fellowship with each other. It's been a good day. I was very touched as I walked by after services this morning and looked in the fellowship area and the widows and widower uh, banquet or, or luncheon was going on. And uh, it, it, the, the youth were sitting with the more mature people and having conversations. And I stopped for a, a few seconds and watched. And it was just so nice to see generation gaps being filled by, by Christians. And, uh, it, and so we appreciate those people who, who led the teens and youth. I would say youth. But uh, that was incredible to see. So it's been a good day in so many ways. I want you to keep your Bibles open, if you would, to 2 Corinthians 5. It was just read to us. I'm not going to read it again, but I want you to notice a word in verse 20. Again, and I mentioned this morning, we're going to have a new son-in-law in October of this year, 2020, October. And I've heard a word, I'm picking on you, Rita, and just get used to it. I'm telling you. <laughs> Heard a word from him a couple of times that I hadn't heard for years. When you are in charge of something, you know what in the in the on the ranch in Colorado, you know what they, that person is? You know what I'm talking about? A ramrod. So if someone were to tell you, you're you're the ramrod, well, great. What do I do? Do I ramrods? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Well, if someone told you that, what, what would you do? Would you look it up on your phone really quickly? Would you Google what a ramrod is? Would you try to figure out? Would you ask questions? What are my responsibilities as a ramrod? Such a strange word, but it, 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 it kind of makes sense. You're going to get people through, uh, through places where they might be hesitant to go through. That's one way to look at it. But I'm telling you, in verse 20, there is a word that maybe we don't understand the responsibilities that go with this word. And, and the phrase is, for we, now then, we are ambassadors. We need to read this and understand that we are amba ambassadors. We need to understand what this word means. And if someone said, you know what, you're an ambassador of Christ, you may, you may not know what that means. It does pertain to us. We don't, 
we might not understand that word, but we really need to understand this word in order to be what God wants us to be. So you think about an ambassador. It is a representative of someone or something. And you'll notice this. I don't know if you can see it, but yeah. You'll notice this, uh, this, this definition or explanation up on the screen. A diplomatic agent of the highest rank accredited to a foreign government or sovereign as a resident representative of his or her own government or sovereign. In other words, the USA has ambassadors. And what happens is the president appoints ambassadors for certain countries and they go to that country and they are the United States. They represent the United States. If someone looks at them, they are looking at the United States. If they, if, if they interact with them, they're interacting with the United States. It's representative to a foreign country. The ambassador is only going to do what the president wants them to do. He's only going to say, he's only going to bring the, he or she will only bring the message that the government, that, that the United States wants them to bring. And so they are appointed by the president. And when the president changes, the ambassadors change. But they only say and do what the, what the president wants him or her to say in relationship. So you think about this idea that we are ambassadors. We are represent. We're going to say what, what, what um, the person we're representing tells us to say, the message. We're going to do what we're supposed to do. Well, how does this happen? How do we become a, ambassadors? We're going to start by talking about the appointing of, an, and, uh, the, appointing of the ambassador. How does someone become an ambassador of their country? Well, they're chosen, they're appointed, and then they are sent under the authority of their own con country. And if we think about this idea, First John, first, I mean, just John 20, 21, Jesus said to him, peace to you. So he's, he's died, he's resurrected, he's appeared to the apostles, He's shown them their, his side and his hands, and he says, peace. Again, he says, peace to you. And then he says, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. There's an appointment right there. You are going to be sent out into the world. My Father sent me, and I'm sending you. You will be ambassador. That's how, they're that's how we have been appointed by Jesus Christ, to represent him to say what he wants us to say, to do what we're supposed to do. And I'll get to that in a few moments. But we have been appointed. And we need to understand that, take it seriously, and challenge ourselves to get in this mindset. I am not representing myself. It's not my will. It's Jesus' will. It's not my mind. It's the mind of Christ. It's not my word. They are not my words. They are the words that Christ, I have been appointed as an ambassador of Christ. Well, what about the field? What about the field? Where will the ambassador be working? Well, they will be working in a country other than their citizenship. They will be in places where they might not know the language, but they might hopefully will understand the culture. They will be they will be placed in places where they don't have citizenship. Other than their citizen, and and you think about us as Christians. Philippians three twenty uses this phrase um, for our citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven. Where do we belong? We belong in heaven. 
If someone were to ask you uh, spiritually, who are you? Where are you a citizen? And we would say heaven. Well, are we there now? Not at all. How do we know? Because we're not with God. We're not. This is an eternity. This is temporary. This world that we're living in. But we are citizens of somewhere else. We are ambassadors placed in the field in a field that is not our home. Our citizenship. You see. Um, Ephesians 2.19, you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. We belong somewhere, but we don't belong here on earth. We belong in heaven. But while we're on earth, we have been placed here. We are ambassadors for Christ, and we are representing Christ on earth. Our citizenship is in in heaven. Our citizenship is among the household of God. And thankfully, we are not Alone, We are living in a foreign country. Look at Hebrews 11, if you would. The, the, the chapter about faith. Hebrews 11. And the writer of Hebrews talks about faith in chapter 11, verse 1, faith. And he explains faith. And then he, he makes a list, just a partial list, after after we look at the verse that we're going to look at, then, then he gives us more names and more instances and more examples of faithful people. But be, before he makes a statement in, uh, in Hebrews 11.13, he talks about Abel and how by faith he, 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 he did what he did. And he talks about Enoch and he was faithful. And, 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 he, talks about, and he talks about Noah and he talks about Abraham. And he talks about Sarah, and, and, he, and he's talking about these faithful people who, out of their faith, they did what God wanted them to do. And then he makes this statement in 13 of Hebrews, the writer, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar, they were assured of them, and they embraced them, and listen, and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They didn't belong here. But they represented God well as, as ambassadors of God. And so we're here. An ambassador goes to another country. And, and they don't speak the same language. It's a different language. And it's a different culture. And it's a, it's a, it's a different people in appearance, most likely, as people go into other countries as ambassadors. And that's us. Where are we? We are in a world where a different language is spoken than, than, than biblical language and scriptural language. We're in a world where actions are different than what God wants our actions to be. It's a different culture. And we're, we live in a world of people of different appearance than us in the sense of modesty and immodesty. When we lived in Holland, when we first moved to the Netherlands several years ago, 20 years ago almost, um, no, 22 years ago, uh, when we first got there, people would come up to us. Oh, you're Americans. They'd come up to us and just say, uh, just let us know that they knew that we were Americans. Well, how do you know? Look at you. <laughs> you look like an American. We do. We did. After a couple of years, you have to buy clothes there because yours wear out, and you have to buy shoes there, and you have to buy coats there. And eventually, we blended in. We did not look like Americans anymore. But if someone came to visit, they looked like Americans. But we blended in. But with Christianity, that is absolutely not what we're supposed to do. We are not supposed to 
blend in. We're, we're not called to blend in. We're called to stand out as ambassadors of Christ. People need to look at us and, and identify, oh, that's Christ. That's, that's a Christian. And, and we're not supposed to be in the world. We're not supposed to be of the world. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renew of your mind. Don't be conformed. Don't blend in. Don't mix in. You've got to stand out. You're representing your your heavenly country, you're representing Christ, and you are representing uh, what, what Christ is all about. So the field of the ambassador is the world that we don't belong in. We don't belong in. What about the identity of the ambassador? They don't have one. Their, their personal identity is lost in their ambassadorship. They represent someone else and something else. And so they don't have, they represent the leader from their own country. It could be the president. It could be a king. They, they are not them, their own anymore. They don't walk up and say, hi, I want to talk about me and I want to talk about what I want to know. They don't identify as themselves anymore. They identify as a country that they're representing. And Christ Christ was the perfect example of this. In, in, John, in John 14, 9, Jesus is explaining to them. And, and Philip has asked, show us the Father. If you show us the Father, we'll be good. We'll be good. And Jesus says in 14, 9, this is interesting. He said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Perfect example of an ambassador. You look at me and you see God. Have I not done? Perfect example. And when people look at us, they need to see Christ. They need to see that perfect example. And they need to see a mirror. And they need to see him because we are representing. We are representing. We are the face of Jesus in our country. In our actions, people need to see Christ. The things that we do. Not when, not when people are looking, but when people aren't looking because they might be looking. In our reactions, there are times when we, are, when we meet someone and we, we hope that, uh, that, that soil is good and that they might want to study and they're telling us about their lives. We need to be careful about our reaction because people, people's lives get entangled with sin and there is baggage that goes along with it. And we, we can't act shocked at the things that people get into because that's what the gospel is all about, getting people out of those those messes that we get into ourselves. So our reaction has to be has to be right. Our interactions have to be Christ-like. People need to see in our interactions with each other as Christians and with other people in the world, they need to see Christ. And they will if we represent him well. And then I have a word that's not really a word, proaction. An ambassador, a good ambassador, will, will learn all there is to learn that, they're pos that they can possibly retain about the country that they're going to be going to to represent their, their country. They will learn about the culture and they will learn about the people and they will learn about uh, little subtle uh, nuances of, of the cultures that they're going to go to. Proaction. What do we know about the world? What do we know about our, our young people's culture? What do we know about our, our mature uh, people in the world, their culture? What do we know about the language 
that people might speak that we might not understand in the world? Can we connect to them because we've been proactive in our preparation? Well, what are we supposed to do? We, we're supposed to love as Jesus loved. Look over at, uh, at John 13. I'm going let to let you get there. John 13. And we're going to look at 34 and 35. And I think it's very interesting the way that Jesus words this. A new commandment. A new commandment in verse 34 of John 13. A new commandment. Not This is, this is revolutionary. And he says, I'm going to give this to you. I want you to take I'm giving it to you. You take it. It's brand new. And I want you to listen. That you love one another. Well, that's revolutionary, isn't it? As I have loved you. There you go. That you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. You're going to love like Jesus loved. As, you, as a representative of Jesus. We're going to be holy like he was holy. 1 Peter 1.15 and 16. He who called you is holy. So you be holy as well. In, in what? In all your conduct. In all your action. Your interaction. And your reactions. Because it's written, be holy for I'm holy. We're going to be holy like Christ. Holy, perfect, set apart, sanctified. And finally, look at John 13. We're going to serve like he served. We're going to serve like he served. John 13, and we look at 12 through 17 and we understand. Jesus is with his apostles and he's washing their feet. And they're, they're kind of confused, but they let him do it. And Peter, first he balks and then Jesus lets him know um, this is going to happen. And, um, and then we read 12, when he had washed their feet, taken his garment, sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I've done to you? Well, yeah, you've washed our feet, and it was a little uncomfortable. We, you weren't supposed to do that. And he says, you call in 13, you call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. If I'm doing this to you, I'm, I'm leading you, I'm leading by example, but I'm teaching you. I, I'm trying to get you to learn, and I am your teacher, I am your Lord, and I've just washed your feet, and you're going to do the same thing for each other. 15, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he. If you, 17, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Do what? Serve like Jesus served. An ambassador is going to do as his leaders do, because that's what he's supposed to be doing. And we are supposed to be Christ-like. We are to serve as he serves. Well, what? What's the ambassador's job? What are, what are their responsibilities? Ambassador wants to broker peace between the country that they're at, that they're serving in, and the country that they're representing. That's true. Diplomacy. But we need to offer peace as well. Now, why would the world need to have peace offered to it by us as Christians? Because a sinner... And Daniel mentioned this in his prayer. It is an enemy of God. Is an enemy of God. How do we know that? We have scriptures like um, Psalm 7:11. God is a just judge, and God is angry with the wicked every day. He's angry with those who are wicked. Go over to Romans 8:6 and 7, if you would. 
some interesting words here. A, a, a word in the New King James, carnally or fleshly, worldly. We're going to look at 6 and 7. For to be fleshly, to, to, to the opposite of spiritually minded. To be carnally minded, verse 6 says, is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind, the unspiritual mind is enmity, New King James, against God. What in the world does that mean, enmity? E-N-M-I-T-Y, enmity. Some of you have hostility. It's hostility toward God. You are an enemy of God as a non-spiritually minded person. James 4.4. 4. Oh, strong words here. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity, hostility toward God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself a what? An enemy of God. <laughs> we need to broker peace in the world. And let people know that you are an enemy of God if you don't have Christ in your life. If you haven't been baptized into Christ, and you are an enemy. If you haven't been reconciled, and that's what, that's what Paul is writing about the ambassador. We have the ministry of reconciliation that we are representing Christ and, and, and doing. And so, we let people know that, that they are enemies of God as sinners. But we also make it known that reconciliation, bringing God, those people back together is possible. You have, you have scripture like Romans 5.10. When we were enemies with God, we were brought to God through the death of his son. And, and much more having been reconciled or brought back to God, we shall be saved by his life. We also have uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20. Now then, we're ambassadors of Christ. We read that, but listen, we implore you on Christ. We beg you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And when we say reconciled again, I'm talking about being brought back together to reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation, bringing people back to Christ. So we're going to offer peace. We're also going to offer trade. What does that mean? We're going to trade something of value for something else. Now, usually when you trade, you want something of value and you're going to give, you're going to try to get something of value back. But with Christians, with Christ, with Christianity, that's not the case. That's not the case. 2 Corinthians 5.21, for he made him, God made Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us, that we might become righteousness that we might become righteousness of God in him. What does that mean? There is a trade that God wants us to make, that we want to communicate to people that this trade is possible as ambassadors. We've got this, and we want to trade you. We've got righteousness, and you've got sin. We'll trade you. We've got salvation, and you've got damnation. We'll trade you. And that's a good trade. We have hope and you have hopelessness and we'll trade you. And that's our job as ambassadors to let people know that it's possible to trade sin for salvation. 
Finally, the accountability of the ambassador. Who does, he, who, who does he report to? An ambassador of a country, he reports to his country, his or her country. He's accountable to his own country. He's responsible for the country and in the, in the, for his country and the country he's serving. As Christians, as ambassadors to Christ, we will stand before Christ and give account of our services. 2 Corinthians 5.10, we, we, how many of us, we must all, no exceptions, appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in body according to what he's done, whether good or bad. We must all appear. And the question that we'll have to answer before that happens is, have I been a good example, a good ambassador for Christ? There are times when we struggle with that. Paul said, he's, he's talking to the Romans in Romans chapter 1, and he's telling them, I really wanted to be with you, but I got caught up. And I'm really, and hopefully I'll be with you again to preach the word with you and work with you, but I got caught up. And he says that I am a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, or Greeks and non-Greeks, NIV says, that's, that's a good translation, both to wise and unwise. And what does that mean? You might have, instead of debtor, which that's an interesting way to say something, you might have obligation. I am obligated to, ESV, English Standard, I am obligated to the Greeks and the non-Greeks. To do what? To represent Christ. I'm obligated to the world, to bring Christ to them. I feel a burden of obligation, and we better feel that as well. We better feel that as well. You know, Sunday night sermons, Sunday night sermons, an interesting dynamic. The people who come on Sunday night are usually people who have already come on Sunday morning, most, most of you. And so the messages that, that we bring, or at least we try to bring, at least I bring, um, are geared toward Christians and challenging us to be better Christians. Ambassadorship is vital. And we need to challenge ourselves. If I haven't been representing Christ in my speech, in my actions, in my interactions, in, in, in anything that I've done, I've got to change something. So the question that we're going to end with is what kind of ambassador have you been up to this point? How will you do when it's time to give an account for the, for, to the one who commissioned you in the first place, the one who sent you out as an ambassador? How's it going to go? How have you done and how are you doing? I'm challenged by this, by getting ready for this sermon. And as I'm getting ready, I'm thinking, okay, Troy, how, how have you been as an ambassador? I don't know, I don't know about you, but it's a challenge and it's difficult to think about the mistakes that we make as ambassadors. The times that we let our country, our heavenly country down, our savior down, who we're representing. And we need to repent of that, ask for forgiveness for it, 
and move on and try to be better ambassadors. If you're a Christian who needs to let us know about uh, any need that you you feel can be prayed about, if you need to let us know about um, sin that we can pray for you or just a difficult time, then let us know. If if you need to to if you need help in your challenges, we will be there to support you. And if you're not a Christian but you know exactly what you need to do, you understand what you need to do in order to become one, let us know about that. And I've mentioned this morning, if you want to learn more about Christianity, we'll teach you. We'll open the Bible with you. We won't give you our opinions. We won't give you other doctrine than the Bible. We will just show you in the Bible what God's will is for you in order to get to heaven. If you, if there are any needs that can be met by coming forward, let us know now as we stand and as we sing.